Episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am Anthony. And I am Grizz. And we are here with a favorite of ours, yes. a wonderful melt film from the 80s, from the prime time of melt movies, 1988. Um, well, 1987. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week we watched Street Trash. Yes. Something that is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, something that was filmed very close to Anthony and I. Actually, my band practices on one of the streets that they filmed the opening chase sequence on. Yeah, so that's so pretty sweet. funny. Yeah, yeah. One day I'm just like standing there. I'm like, wait a second. This looks familiar. And I, I'm like, where the fuck do I know it from? <laughs> and I pull it up on my phone and I'm like, that's what it is. It's the beginning of fucking street trash. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh so what do you what do you guys think about this one? What's your history? Do you know it? Have you watched it for a while? Relatively new to you? You know, what's up? I do own this movie, everybody, and I've seen it many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you own you own the Blu-ray, right? Yes, I do. And which is it's it's uh I definitely, I, is that who put it out? Yeah, I think I think so. I, I, I own one of the. I, I recently I had the DVD, but I have like the most recent Blu-ray that's available on Amazon, just because I'm converting a lot of older DVDs to like Blu-rays during this quarantine, and this was on the list. Uh, Grizz, what about you? Uh, this movie has been with me throughout my entire life, man. I, I've seen like uh, there's a few movies that my dad was a really big fan of when I was a kid. And uh, this was one of them, along with Toxic Avenger. So those two movies kind of like have dominated my entire life, and uh, I have a really fond memories of. Damn, it's weird that your dad would show you this as a kid. Dude, the first movies <laughs> like I can remember watching with my dad is uh, Nice Dreams, Cheech and Chong. That that was our our go to. Oh yeah. Jesus. I think the, uh, let's see, at like that impressionable age, I was watching like the remake of Night of the Living Dead and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> whatever was on cable us, at night. Yeah, whatever <laughs> was on like late night cable that I could that I could get in my room, you know, my piece of shit 12 inch TV. Kids will never understand what it's like. Watch. Actually, you guys are currently watching a TV very similar to the one that I had in my room. The one I that guess, is currently being that. broadcasted <laughs> to you. Yeah. Yeah. No- yeah it's like. How did I have this across the fucking room on my dresser? (laughs) (laughs) And I was playing Sega on it, too. What the fuck? They used to weigh so much fucking... Dude, they were so heavy. Oh, my God. That's probably... Is that why my eyesight is so good now? Because I used to watch this from, like, across the room? Super sharp. (laughs) Yeah, I used to do... Yeah, yeah. I used to do the uh, portable TV thing in the bed with the magnifying glass to make it seem bigger. (laughs) Uh, oh that old God. trick like the game boy yeah like, like the like, game boy thing that you would put on yeah i used to have that too but no it's funny <laughs> like 
thinking about movies that have been attached with you, like I always say like Halloween was one of the first horror movies I've seen, but the first cut of Halloween I saw was the, the TV edit, and my dad's like, yeah, sorry, it's not the real one, but to find out not how, I guess the, I won't want to use the word rare, but how sought after the TV version of Halloween is like, from those two scenes that were cut out until DVDs were so like popular. But one of the first Hall- yeah. horror movies I saw was the TV version of Halloween. With all those weird Yeah, Anthony's cuts. dad was weird as fuck. He, he taped everything, right? Cataloged <laughs> it. Every episode of Taxi I have here on VHS. Everyone. That's our, uh, that's our friend Aaron's, like, wet dream. He fucking loves to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, he, taxi? like, buys people's collect. Well, like, just in general, like, he'll buy people's collections of just home-recorded tapes. That's Like, awesome. hundreds and thousands of them. How many would you say he has at this oh, point? Oh my god, dude! That his that one room is just that. It's it's ridiculous. It's to the point where he literally does not have enough time in his yeah. life <laughs> to watch every single I one. I think if anybody does, like, no it joke. Might be him. No, I think he literally has surpassed that point where, like, if he watched it for every hour of every day in his life, he still won't get to the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That's like a daunting task uh, when you when you think about it like that. Even yeah, probably the amount of movies that we have. I mean, if you tried to watch every single movie you have again starting now, it would take you a pretty long time. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like really starting tomorrow, that. start at the top and just keep going. Beard, what movie would you skip? Price. What movie would what you movie skip? What movie would I skip? Jack in Frost. My, in my thing? Jack Frost? Mm, no, dude, April <laughs> Fool's Day. That was the worst. <laughs> that movie sucks. That movie fucking blows. If you like that movie, you have terrible taste. And not like us. Yeah, not bad taste. <laughs> terrible taste. Yeah, yeah, terrible taste. Okay, so. Street Trash from 1987. This was obviously filmed in Brooklyn. It was filmed over a 13-week period. Had a budget of about $500,000, which you can tell because it looks a little bit more polished than a lot of things that we've watched. This was based on a short film by the director, James M. uh, How do you say? Murrow? Murrow? Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the short film or have seen the short film. Mm-hmm. It's pretty similar. It's right, you know, yeah. they it's streamlined. A lot of characters aren't there, but it's pretty entertaining to watch, especially yeah. if you enjoy this movie. But the thing about James here mm-hmm. is that he is pretty much known as a steady cam operator. Yeah. And he worked on a whole bunch of shit like in this time period. Um, Spookies, Brain Damage, another New York uh, weird-ass movie. Yeah, uh, Maniac Cop, Slime City. He was also a steady. Uh, <laughs> he was a steady cam operator uh, on Friday the Thirteenth, Part Eight. <laughs> yeah, Jason Takes Manhattan. But he also, also he, he did a lot, man. A Anthony, lot. Anthony, Predator Two. Also, wasn't he? Didn't he do Terminator Two? Wasn't he worked worked on Terminator, Terminator 2? Two, baby? Yeah, and he was oh, nominated yeah, this for guy. BAFTA. He got a BAFTA nominee in two thousand and like four for Crash, which is an Oscar winning movie. Yeah, well, look at this well, guy. Sandra he really. Bullock. I worked at Blockbuster when that shit came out. Yeah, he. Um, no, look he, at you. Yeah, I think that also, even though the budget like was a little higher, I think the quality of this film is also because he's such a. 
it, you could definitely tell this guy is a cinematographer just by like the director is a, like just by some of these shots are insanely good which really ups the quality yeah. of the movie too I agree and it was written by Ray Frumkis who actually wrote document uh, what is it documentary of the dead or whatever document of the dead he was also in uh, the original uh, Dawn of the Dead he was in it? Yeah, he was a zombie in that movie. Ray from Kiss Baby. Yep. And he wrote The Substitute 1 to 4, which I enjoy the first one. I don't think I've ever seen any of the You're other You're saying ones. Ray. It's not Ray. It, it's Roy. Oh, it's Roy? Oh, Roy from Kiss. <laughs> what the fuck do I care? <laughs> Just facts. Fuck that. Like, what does it matter? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I get something wrong once. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> girls, Motherfucker. Girls, girls, you should girls. see me in post, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apparently the uh, UK cut was missing six seconds because of the dick getting cut off and thrown around scene. So the UK, as we know at that time, was very uptight. And uh, one thing I have to say is whenever I'm looking at tapes from the UK, I have to make sure they're pre-cert, baby, because I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to see that 18 or older on there because oh, yeah. you know it's going to be shit. A cool thing that I, I found <laughs> notable about this is that the original uh, cinematic release was on my birthday, September 16th, 1987. They had like a big party. And I guess half the cast like rolled up in a fucking garbage truck for it, which is super cool. Um, uh, did they say what theater it was at? I don't. They didn't say that. They just said that they had the garbage truck from the movie that they used, and like the cast had uh, rode up in it. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it or not. Thirty-five millimeter, like you said, uh, shot in Brooklyn, Hoboken, uh, Greenport. A thing that you guys might recognize being Long Island or Smithtown. Greenpoint. Yeah. Sorry, Smithtown. Hey, motherfucker, making mistakes. It's the fucks. <laughs> yeah. I wonder where this was in Smithtown. I guess that was the. Uh, that's all the Anthony, flashback that, footage from. Like, I was yeah. gonna say probably like the the Nam stuff. That was yeah, probably Smith. That's all Smithtown. Uh, so Mike Lackey, who played Fred, he was more known for doing makeup effects, right? And really, it was only Street Trash and I Was a Teenage Zombie, which is another movie from that area from that time period, which is pretty funny. It's a college movie, uh, like a college project that someone did. Yeah. Uh, Vic Noto, who played Bronson. He was a biker in Death Wish 3, which is pretty funny. And he was in an episode of The Sopranos, but he did a bunch of other TV work, but I just found those too funny. Oh, dude, you're not going to mention that he was in fucking Tougher Than Leather with Run DMC as the bartender? I don't even know what the fuck that is, dude. Of course you wouldn't, because you're a... (laughs) Jesus, dude. Why am I I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Pat Ryan, who plays Frank... Uh, you would know him from a lot of trauma stuff, right? Toxic Avenger, class of Newcomb High. He was also in Invasion USA. Very notable guy. Died very young. R.I.P. Damn. And uh, who else, really? Bill Chappell, who played Officer Bill. He was a real he cop. Was, he was a real cop, and this was his only acting credit. Yeah. So he was legit. And one thing I thought that I, uh, I saw on IMDb that was funny... The guy that played Bronson, they cast him like a day before what was going on, like before the shooting started. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I have no game. idea. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what this character was about. I don't know anything about him. And, you know, 
think I got a script three months after we're done shooting. <laughs> Nailed it. Something to that effect. Yeah, it's like, oh, great. <laughs> but he did a good job. He seems crazy as fuck in this, that's for sure. So let me hit the trailer and let's get into the. I don't need this. Are you tired of the same old routine? My wife, my Busting your hump and getting nowhere? This just ain't my day. The boss, is he always on your back? Liza, my ass belongs in your chair, not in your lap, which is where you keep trying to put it. You bastard. The wife, you know, and the kids. Is that right? They never listen. I hate to see him pissing his life away in them goddamn computer. Do you ever feel like forgetting the whole thing? You think I got it easy? Well, now you can. I'm talking about life! Drop out and join the ranks of the few. The filthy. The trash. <laughs> I got my own place a condominium. Where else can you live for free? And eat for even less? Forewarned. Freedom has its price. Yes, there's always a snake in the Garden of Eden. What you got for me today? Today? Tenderfly Viper. One buck. Here's to you, pussy. <laughs> Don't drink my Viper. Watch. <laughs> Street trash. It's easy to find us. We're all over the place. Street trash. Okay, Street Trash. This one, I feel like, is pretty easy to talk about. I feel like we've all seen it a million times. I know this one kind of like the back of my hand, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's one of those, like, but, staples of, you know, late 80s horror. Whether it's, a, you know, low budget, big budget, doesn't, you know, this kind of transcends all that. It's just a, such a well-known, you know, horror movie from that time period. Yeah, and I feel like it's not even necessarily just a horror movie. No, comedy really, too, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, I saw an interview, and they said um, people were comparing this to, like, Repo Man, which hmm. I could see that as, like, there's a story within a story within a story and all that shit, you know, all the subplots. I could see that. And it's got, like, that grit to it. But Street Trash... I feel like it's a film all in its own, right? Like it's got its own um, crazy, uh, what would you say, uh, atmosphere? Yeah, what I right? always pictured Street Trash as is like if I was going to explain it to somebody, it's, uh, it's a trauma movie done right. It's like what trauma yeah. movies wishes they were. Because this is everything that like trauma really tries to nail, but I think they just kind of are a little too corny in a lot of things. Whereas this plays off fucking intense, badass, awesome, and like everything I kind of want out of those, you know, gags that that Troma would try to pull in a movie. Yeah, I agree, and I I do like Troma films, but I do agree this one is not as uh, 
like goofy, I guess you could say, right? As yeah, a trauma yeah. film would be. So yeah. before we get into the movie, let's hit our new segment. Grizz, what do you got for right. the Bad Taste Video Guide this week? This week you're going to turn to page 14 in your video guide. And it will say, Street Trash. Renegade bums terrorize the streets before facing an oozing conclusion. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, let's see. Because I didn't write one this week because I was behind. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let's see. That's how you know you're going to fuck it up. No, I'm not. I'm not. <sighs> A mysterious liquor being sold at the store turns the local homeless population into oozing piles of goo. Something like that. It's not bad, but I feel like when you really, yeah. uh, when, when you take your time with it, you you have a little bit more of a tongue-in-cheek play with these things. So Yeah, yeah. I think both of ours kind of missed on this one. I think we're going to try this again me down at the end. Because, like, you're hey, I'm just, so I'm, just being, I'm just I'm just telling you, you know, All right. an objective standpoint, Anthony. I appreciate you your have honesty. One? Um, it better I'm, be related to the movie. It better be related uh, to the movie. Uh, uh, I'm gonna play uh, something racist in your in your spot. Uh, if don't you don't do that. Come on. Don't, <laughs> say that. don't say that. Don't, don't say I'm that. I'm gonna make you sound like a bigot. <laughs> Street trash, the best drink you'll ever have. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you nice. go. Love it. <laughs> when two guys go okay. to the Hamptons when their boss tries to get them killed. <laughs> The Quran. Oh wait, <laughs> I just try um, to tie all my um, all my movies to Weekend at Bernie's Universe. That's okay. I mean, at least it's the same state at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, I yeah. give you that. It was filmed in North okay. Carolina. Sorry to break everyone's heart. <laughs> all right, so we get an immediate title card in this film, which I actually like, and the title card is pretty cool. I like the black background with the yellow, the yellow street trash. Pretty awesome. And we get a tracking shot towards the liquor store. And Fred is behind the trash can. He's a bum, obviously. He's going to be our main character. And he follows the owner into the back. And he steals a bottle of shitty alcohol. And I think maybe a couple dollars. I don't know. He had money on him later on. But I don't know. But the owner farts in his face. And for some reason, <laughs> that alerts him. And that's the kind of humor you will be getting in this film. So the bum runs and he gets chased by multiple people in this instance, right? He causes yes. a car accident and the guy starts running after him too. And he's finally confronted by this guy who he made crash his car and Wizzy, who is one of Bronson's henchmen. And he's a very unique character. I like how he talks too. It's, it's pretty funny. We'll oh, get to that man, later. Yeah. But, all of a sudden, the fire exit, like the, what do you call that? The fire escape ladder comes shooting down right in front of Fred, and he climbs up it. But why did it come down? The building is on fire. So he climbs up this ladder into the burning building, and 
it's actually uh, pretty fucked up here. He slaps a girl's ass who's like in bed with her boyfriend <laughs> and he robs them also. And he eventually escapes this building. He jumps into the back of a garbage truck to escape these other guys. And the garbage truck starts to compact the trash <laughs> and he loses his three dollars. But I, uh... he he escaped the beating, I guess he would get. What I just noticed was we were watching, because like right now we're watching your Japanese uh release of this. And the thing that I find so funny is like the Japanese are pretty good about showing you things that are kind of typically cut from uh, even U.S. releases as far as gore and stuff goes. But they fucking blurred out, like, all the nudity from the release of that. I think that is just the most Japanese funny thing ever. That all the stuff that's on the wall is uh, is blurred out. You'll it's see, like, in, the, uh, so in their house. Funny. Their bum house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole wall is just blurry. It's so but funny to me that they do that. We see the junkyard now, right? The shitty Brooklyn junkyard, which is right on the Queens border. Uh, <laughs> if you watch this movie and you live in the New York metro area, you would probably know where this is. And we see Wizzy, the guy from before, go back and he tells Bronson, the king of the bums, that he lost the money that he was collecting. And we see Fred walking down the street now, and you see all the other bums in the town, and it looks all fucking derelict, right? All dirty. And the liquor store owner, we see, finds a box of booze. And this booze looks like it was in, like, Indiana Jones, uh, the warehouse in this giant wooden crate. Very old. And this old. is ten of... Yeah, ten of five... Tenafly, I can't even fucking say Tenafly Tenafly Vi <laughs> Viper. Oh my god! So did you did you, Ed, uh, did you read that uh, before I drank they named some, it? Yes. More than they named it Tenafly, that it was going to be called Thunderbird. Maybe. Yeah, that shit was so. Funny. It was it was called Thunderbird in the short. Oh really? They Is that was that yeah, the they change? Have yeah, they have Thunderbird labels. Oh, that's cool. So. We see Ed, the liquor store owner, talking to himself with a big cigar in his mouth as he uncovers this fucking disgusting box of booze. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This shit's about 60 years old. <laughs> Get a bottle for that easily. Thanks, so like he says it's 60 years old whatever the hell this shit is and a couple of the bottles look like it was like it melted through right yeah, fucking uh-oh mm -hmm. so fred now comes into the store and he ends up stealing a bottle of this Viper when a legless bum in a wheelchair comes crashing in and knocking shit over. Right? And he's like, I'll save my dollar for later. I'll see you. So. Yeah, he's like, your clientele has really gone to shit around here, man. Yeah. Yeah. You never see anybody with more than $3 in this whole fucking, or three scoots. As and the way these bums say. look is fucking awesome. They are just like 
the probably the most well done bums in any movie that I can I can imagine on top of my head right now. Would you would you say these are accurate bums? Hell yeah, dude! Like these are some bums that I have definitely yeah. have seen before. Would you say uh, you could relate to these bums? Yeah, these are my kind of bums, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so now um, we see uh, all these bums cleaning windshields, which you don't see anymore. I remember that by my grandparents' house in Brooklyn. You would always have the bums coming up to your fucking window. Your dad would be screaming, get the fuck away. Get out and get the fuck off the car. But it's always but, a movie. That's a movie trope, though. Like, every like every time a bum, like, yeah, stop cleaning my window. It's always, like, the same thing. You know, the, yeah, well, that was a thing, man. That was, I yeah. fucking remember that. Every time, one specific intersection, you would always have them yeah. just trying to clean your fucking windshield with, like, piss water. Mike's dad but having a fucking my dad always seizure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get off my fucking, my station wagon, my fucking Caprice classic. So, Bronson is watching all this shit happen and he singles out this one couple that's pulling up and the woman's all nervous and the guy's like, Oh no, it's fine. He's like a nerdy looking guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, Bronson ends up pulling this guy out of the wind, uh, out of the car and he like throws him through the windshield and you see his face is all fucking cut up and destroyed by the glass fucking kills it. Dude. And, uh, it is so fucking funny to me how this whole sequence happens he's like oh i'm a i'm a g3 uh you know reservist or whatever they let us shoot they, those they let m13s <laughs> yeah yeah and, and bronson calls him a weekend warrior <laughs> right after ass. he throws him through the fucking windshield oh so great. we get uh another one of these bums talking to freddie right and he's asking him for a little help uh, freddie I need your advice. Uh, I uh, I haven't had a decent bowel movement in a month. It's probably why your breath stinks so fucking bad. Walking <laughs> AIDS factory. Here's what you do. Because <laughs> I'm a walking AIDS factory. <laughs> Jesus. So One funny. thing about this movie, the language is fucking crazy. Yes. And I think he, they they definitely use terms that would not be acceptable in 2020, right? <laughs> <laughs> So this guy who's talking to Fred, uh, he steals his Viper. He steals it from him right out of his pocket. Fucking Just, Polly, all these guys are, yeah, all these guys are like expert pickpockets in this movie. So we see Wizzy coming at him again, beats the shit out of him. So this is a continuing thing in this movie. They just keep having these altercations, Where's but really Fred just keeps getting the shit beat out. Yeah, where's my money? <laughs> so, um, this fucking dude with the Viper now goes out to this bombed out house to drink it. He sits on this toilet bowl. He takes a big swig. And what happens? He starts fucking melting. And it's like this neon colored blue, purple, green shit. And he's on one of those toilets that like had the uh, the flusher was the chain that was hanging over him. And he like accidentally flushes himself down the toilet, yeah, the right? Gravity tank. And you see like his yeah, you see his hand hanging from the uh, from the chain. It's fucking crazy. This and is probably like the they, most uh, iconic scene. I mean, from the movie, I think if you can really if you think about it, this is the cover. This is all of like the the promo shit. It's it's yeah. This it's is the cover of mine too. Going down the toilet, man. It's such a a fucking awesome scene. Everything about it is so unique. 
we get these awesome melt noises. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's it's a crazy fucking scene. You really have to see it, and uh, you eventually see him bubbling out of the toilet, which is another gnarly scene. And we meet Wendy now, and she's the girl that works at the junkyard, right? The one where all these bums live. And we also meet Kevin, who's Freddy's younger brother. So. Right after we see that Kevin and Wendy are friends, we hear Frank, the owner of the junkyard, on the uh, on the loud the loudspeaker oh, this system. This angel, yeah. Wendy, where the fuck are you? What the fuck is this? I'm not paying you to babysit. This must be some kind of feminist motherly bullshit tactic. <laughs> Her ass belongs in a seat. In my fucking office, doing work in my fucking business. Yeah, so he's like, he's fucking nuts, right? He's like super yeah. handsy. He's a piece of shit. This guy's a total piece of shit. But uh, you know, he's the the boss. He's the owner, and he kind of wants all these bums out of his place, right? So what the fuck's going on out there? It's understandable. <laughs> a respectable businessman. Can't have all these fucking bums in his junkyard. Mul- multi-million dollar operation, yeah, as dude. he says. His son's a <laughs> custodial engineer. <laughs> at IBM. That's right. Right? And the guys are making fun of him. They're all laughing at him. They show the one older guy laughing. Like, <laughs> it's like ain't that just a janitor, boss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not at the IBM building. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression, shit. All right, so now we meet Bert. So this is one of Fred's friends, and he walks up to Fred, and he starts kicking him, and he gives him a little advice. Ain't good for the image, Fred. You look too goddamn comfortable. People ain't gonna pity you no more. Hell, I have to wake you up. I don't know how I manage to look comfortable. Fucking Wizzy planted his foot halfway up my ass. <laughs> oh, well, he was just planting corn. You get it? Corn, his foot, and your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the kind of character that Bird is. He's Dude. wearing like a giant rain slicker. He's got a gas mask on, right? I have a really soft spot in my heart for fucking Bert. We have a uh, kind of like, I think you guys can probably relate. Anybody in a major city can relate with this, where you have these um, homeless people in your town that are somewhat of like a local fucking celebrity. And we had a dude named Sly who passed away this past year, a couple, a couple months ago, actually. And dude, Sly is Bert to a T the way he talked the way he dressed, his mannerisms, but he was the, the sweetest fucking dude ever. So whenever I see this, I'm like, dude, it's fucking sly, man. It's so funny. I'd always buy him like <laughs> smokes and chicken wings and shit. And like, you know, he was the nicest guy, but he was Bert to a T. It's, it's so funny. So now we go back to the liquor store and we see one of my favorite bums in this movie uh, come in and... He, he starts talking and ranting to uh, to Ed, the liquor store owner, and he's, uh, what's he saying? Like, I bet it all back in 1960-whatever. <laughs> my kids, my wife, the house. I love that and, bum, dude. Yeah, he's this so guy's funny. going nuts. You don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> you do sound a lot like it when you do that. That's good. 
so uh he's it's so funny there's so many fucking bums in this movie to keep track of right like to keep track of everybody's fucking so name and everything bums. yeah yeah so after uh this guy has like a fucking conniption in here he buys the viper and he leaves we meet bill the cop and bill is fucking hard as hell he uh <laughs> he pretty much grabs this bum and starts shaking him down and you're gonna get a, a little clip of what he sounds like too you hang around the junkyard on the queen's border yeah, I'm a member of the Flatbush Foot Brigade. Out on unofficial business. <laughs> Flatbush Foot Brigade? We got a kill in here. Somebody got iced, and it was probably your shithead boss who did it. Did you see him? No, you gotta take my word. I really wasn't locked in. That ain't good enough. <laughs> I can't do a $5 investigation on five cents worth of shit. Bill I'm looks like a wrestler, to too. He's a big dude. Hey, listen, Bronson don't scare me. He's loading dog shit. You gotta get me something. I'm going to be here tomorrow, and I'm going to be here the next day. And I know you. I love him as, like, a cop. Because it's so lit. You know this guy's doing this for real. Yeah, he is a fucking <laughs> cop, dude. And, like, it, his delivery is so natural. Like, like, you would think he was a fucking actor, dude. But he, he was just a, a badass cop who was playing his everyday life, I think. Yeah. And it's funny because you have a scene like that, then right after it, you have the bum saying this. I spit on the sidewalk, the whole police department came out. These fucking assholes. <laughs> Fuck those cops. Fuck them. Come on, I gotta be a Who wants to be a cop? Fuck it. I got Who wants my own to be a cop? <laughs> I love that part. That's so funny to me. <laughs> so, uh, so he goes up on the fire escape where he's got his little bum house, and he starts drinking the Viper. And what happens? He starts fucking melting. Bubbling and crude. he, yeah, he immediately <laughs> starts like spewing this yellow goo. And it drops on some yuppie guy below him, and it burns his face, right? Yeah, it acts almost like a... Any yuppie guy. Yeah. Hey. That is the writer himself, Mr. Roy Frumkiss, that that drops onto. There you go, but he is, like, permanently scarred by this. Like, this shit is radioactive. It's making him look like the Toxic Avenger, actually. Very much so. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's pretty funny, because while all this is happening... There's a hysterical woman yelling at Bill the cop. This exchange. And oh, this is one of this is probably I was Yeah, it's very I was legitimately laughing out loud <laughs> as I was getting this clip. I listened to it like 15 times. Here you go. You know, you're the type of cop that would use a traffic violation as a ruse to pull me over and rape me. Baby, I ain't sure you don't got a cop. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> all the, like, all the black dudes behind him are like, oh, yeah! Shit! Yeah. Yeah. It reminds oh me of that, like, God. meme of all, like, the dudes, like, holding back and, like, laughing and yeah. shit. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> we see Bronson watching Wendy bring food to Kevin, right? Uh, she has some sort of uh, attraction to Kevin, even though he's underage, so she's kind of a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, such um, a weird vibe there. Yeah, so Bronson's girl is pissed that he's looking at her, right? And he fucking loses it in return. Don't you ever. <laughs> ever! Bitching me in front of the men again, do you hear me? I'll flat your ugly face. <laughs> 
I used to make women like you parade around the village bad pussy! Jesus. Bitch! Jesus. I used to make Anthony do that when we would go away with the band. Not true. So, uh, Fred and... (laughs) Fred and Bert meet up with Kevin now, right? And they see that Kevin made like five bucks or whatever working for one of the guys in the junkyard. So Bert says, let me take three scoots from you. I love that. (laughs) And he's going to go get them some dinner, right? He's like, we're eating chicken tonight. And they're pretty much making fun of him, saying, like, oh, are you going to get somebody to, like, fillet a cat for you or something? (laughs) Yeah, three bucks. What the fuck are you going to get? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is where we also get a little exposition from Fred. Basically, their dad had terrible PTSD after Nam, right? And he was all fucked up. It's like, I couldn't even watch Godzilla movies without him freaking out. So you kind of see where they came from, but they never quite explain why they're bums now, right? Yeah, they don't get to that full Because they say that they're like, they had a house and all that shit, and they never quite say how they got there. So that was the one piece of information missing. So we see Bert. And he uh, picks up a receipt outside the grocery store. And it's, you know, your typical Brooklyn or Queens grocery store that has the poles outside that you can't take the carts (laughs) with you. You have to leave them in the uh, vicinity. So he goes into the supermarket and he starts stuffing all these groceries down his pants, including, uh, you know, the packets of chicken. and And he's got these big, like, rain pants on. And it's just bulging with shit. And you see stuff coming out the bottom. But like this old white woman fucking looks at him. And they have a really funny interaction. Well, what you staring at, bitch? You're robbing the store, young man. And I'm telling the manager. Yeah, you do that. Oh, wrinkle, honky motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Telling on me. What she think this is, junior high? Uh, I thought that was a really funny scene. Uh, so, like, the manager or somebody that works there goes up to him and he, like, accosts him. He's like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? Like, you gonna pay for all that chicken? And he's like, oh, I already did. And he shows him the receipt and the receipt's for dog food, right? <laughs> and uh, he's, like, saying, you better, like, wait here or whatever. Like, I'm gonna call the police. He threatens him. And Bert goes fucking nuts and he starts dropping the hard horse, right? As he's walking out, as he's walking out of this place, knocking shit over. He eventually puts a paper bag over his head and just walks through like the glass fucking window out front. And that's it, right? He escapes with all his food. Uh, I think this is probably one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. And it's not even like a horror. It, it, it doesn't even fit in the movie, right? This has nothing to do with like a horror film at all. Yeah. So. It, it doesn't fit, but it's so it's so perfect where it is. I I love it. And now we uh, we basically get a little bit of background information on Bronson while they're uh, all the cops are at the coroner's office, right? Another great coroner. You got the post. Who do I talk to? I need a canary. Well, this is the guy you can't talk to, but the big guy is Bronson. That name again. Yeah, he's the man. Well, I guess I'm going to have to get down to the inevitable. Check out Mr. Bronson. The guy's a psycho. 
He was a hitman over in NAM. He was selling dope over there, too. Eh, finally, he was dishonorably discharged. Section 8. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a knife made out of human femur bones. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> I don't care what degree of scum he is. I want him. Yeah, well, maybe we ought to pay him a visit. He's got a knife made out of a human femur bone. <laughs> so uh, uh, this has, this guy has to go on uh, on my list of, uh, of top movie coroners now that we've been kind yeah. of like talking about over the past few weeks uh, dude i love these guys he's he's great because like what you're not really getting when you listen to that is that there's like all the body parts there's the melted people and shit and the dude's just like sitting there casually eating his lunch off of like the same table that all these like body parts are on and shit and like you can tell that the cop bill yeah. is kind of grossed out by the whole thing it's it's just so it's so fucking funny then he like unveils this like burnt corpse that looks like a Fiji mermaid. It's like right next to like, his food. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like all proud of it. There's like a piece of like fucking uh, uh he's got a little plant next to it, like uh, part of a diorama. Great, it's so great weird. So after this, we see Bronson speaking about his time in Nam. Seventeen parallel. Russians are scarce. Republic of Vietnam. These boys were pinned down by a typewriter, a fucking firefighter at the LZ. <laughs> Goddamn fag wonder boy. I, uh, bumped it in the day before from Zumi work up at Hangoi. Hangoi. The Air Force. The, uh, the dog fuck out of a hospital man with 300 doctors and patients. It was a war atrocity. It was a fucking war atrocity. It's a fucking war atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's ha- he's like telling this story and he looks fucking crazy yeah. while he's doing it, right? His eyes are like bugging out of his head. He looks really just unstable. He plays this part perfectly they casted the right guy for this role that's for damn sure i'm glad they fired whoever the fuck it was supposed to be because this bronson is the bronson i love yeah (laughs) exactly so back at uh bert and kevin's place bert basically talks about bill the cop right that he's like a loose cannon and he got into a shootout with some jamaicans somewhere (laughs) and now he's like put in this place because it's supposed to be uh kind of like out of the way right just to keep him like out of the spotlight. Yeah, keep his ass in check because he's a renegade. And after they uh, basically drink some of Bert's piss, Fred <laughs> takes all of Kevin's money out of like their toilet paper roll and just leaves. Right? He's like, I'm out of here. I'm getting some more booze or whatever. Everything is booze in this. Oh, yeah. They're always after the booze. It's life of a bum, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I guess that's what it's about, right? <laughs> so we see uh, we see one of Bronson's dreams here, right? And he's being attacked by like these Vietnamese demons while he's sitting in that chair in the fucking junkyard. It's pretty fucking cool, right? They all have like sharp teeth and like their eyes are kind of like blacked a little bit. 
It's really awesome. They're like credited but, as like vampire, you know, Vietnamese vampire chicks or whatever. But it's definitely yeah. kind of like a demon vibe because it's not a traditional it's vampire awesome. look. So we see him also with a woman, right? He like frees her. And then they're like making out in front of all these explosions in the back with like all this shit going on in the background. Like, what the fuck is going on here, right? I love all and the flashbacks see, too, because like Bronson's beardless and all the flashbacks to like represent a yeah. different time. He doesn't have a beard then. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. homeless, you know? So, what happened? Is this like the love of his life? The one that like. Oh, shit. <laughs> that just got deep. Right? I didn't, I didn't put that together. I don't know. And then uh, we see another flash and like the whole place is like bombed out now, right? There's like all pieces of fucking bodies everywhere. (laughs) And he wakes up screaming and he throws a hand grenade that he happens to have. And he starts freaking out about like, who's supposed to be on watch? You're supposed to be extra careful at night. He's going fucking crazy and all the bums are just like I love the Bronson character. Yeah, he's (laughs) fucking insane. So, um, we see Fred now and he's walking around and he finds a woman puking on the side of an Italian restaurant and she thinks he's someone named Nick, right? She keeps calling him Nick cause she's fucking hammered. And the doorman who's like a younger guy watches them walk away and we see like the cook watching the whole thing go on. So... After they walk away, we have Mr. Durant, right? He comes out of the restaurant. He's got this cane. He's supposed to be like a mafia boss. But their interaction sounded like my childhood. <laughs> Look at this cocksucker. He's eating chicken. He's supposed to be watching the fucking Mr. Durant, it's good to yeah, see how you. How are you, Mr. Durant? Huh? Mr. Durant, my ass. Did you see somebody leave the alley with that lady I was with? I didn't see anything. I just came out with some air. You know, it was a little crowded inside. I came out. I saw some guy in there. He was going Sounds through the Sounds like people some, I know. Same with Anthony, right? Bomb, this is, know, this really doesn't sound odor. like over the top to me. Really this is literally people in my family. Like my grandmother's hamper. This is I don't want to make the business bad for yeah. you here. Hmm. I wouldn't lie. I swear to God. I swear to Joseph, Jesus, and Mary on the cross. Why would I lie to you? You know, you know you're a big man around here. You saw with me a hundred fucking times. Why don't you come in and call me, you fucking imbecile? You fucking imbecile. You know, don't you take you a walk. Fucked up. Take a fucking so, walk. So, Fred brings the woman back to the junkyard, and we see all the other bums start to follow them, and it's kind of creepy, right? They're yeah, all, like, in the dark, scene. and the way it's lit... This is like a very uncomfortable scene. They look like fucking monsters, though. They like, it's really, really fucking crazy. So, after uh, Fred bangs this girl, the bums start ripping through the fucking house and they steal her through the wall and they drag her off screaming, right? Oh, this so is a creepy. fucked up scene. Yeah, that that's like an extremely fucked up scene. And the way that it's shot, too, just makes you like, ugh. They right? don't show, like, the gang of bums, you know, doing anything to her, per se. But just, like, the implications of that whole thing that's going on is so dark. And it's yeah. so heavy. Yeah. So, Bill the cop and his buddy come with the fucking big meat truck, right? And they come and pick up Wizzy. And they have a truck full of prostitutes. This is like your dream come true, right? <laughs> That sounds like a great name of a band. (laughs) Truck full of prostitutes? That sounds like the start of a joke. So uh, they threaten Wizzy with a shower if he doesn't fucking give up Bronson, right? 
And eventually, Wizzy ends up pissing his pants. And I thought I just had to put this in here because I thought the line was really funny. What do you think this is a piss house on wheels? <laughs> so good. Um, so the next morning, Wizzy is a clean man. He looks completely different, right? It's really funny when he comes out of the back of that car and he's like taking the fucking the liquor and putting it on himself like it's aftershave or deodorant. His bum is back on. Frank is attacking Wendy, right? In the office, and he's pretending to be dead at one point. He like just falls on her and she's stuck underneath him. <laughs> and she eventually hits him in the head with a, a license plate and that gets him off. But you could see, like, he's super aggressive now. It is really yeah. kind of uncomfortable. There's a lot of weird, like, uncomfortable rape stuff in this. But this is, uh, this is where we first see how shitty Frank is. Well, like, how really shitty Frank is. So he's walking his dog through the junkyard, right? And he sees the dead woman from the night before over on, like, the shore. <laughs> of like God. the rivers that go through this area it's a great dead body and, too it's like purple yeah and they basically allude to the fact that frank has sex with the dead body yeah, a little right in the mix now yeah of course so this is um where we see bronson attack fred and while bronson is attacking fred you see somebody's dick through the hole <laughs> in the fence and it starts pissing on bronson and basically Bronson cuts this guy's dick off and they play monkey in the middle with it, right? Yeah, keep away. Yeah, and I think this was the executive producer that played this role. Oh, it's great. Uh, yeah. So, so this, it's this, actually that was cut out from the the you said that was cut out of the British version? Yeah, that wasn't in that one. The whole scene? But it's a very long no, Yeah, just, I guess so. Not, no, it was just 6 seconds that was cut out and oh. it was just anything Probably, that showed the penis directly. The, <laughs> the, the, penis. the penis. Anything that showed the penis. Anything that showed the so, penis. <laughs> Imagine that editing job. Like someone got that. Listen, we, we, we're we ready to put out this movie. He's got to cut out six seconds. Yeah. And this, Just guy, penis. this guy's like, so, God damn it. <laughs> so now we're at the police station and Officer Bill goes and asks the guy behind the desk about the file. And this is kind of funny also. But well, we found a floater in a collision yard creek. Well, that's not. Female, brunette, <laughs> Caucasian. She belong there? Not from the manicure. Looks like it's Nick Duran's girlfriend. That's all we need now. Who found it? This is funny. It's on the chart. Hey, come on. I read like old people's books. <laughs> <laughs> So now we see Officer Bill go into the room with the door guy and Nick Durant. And this is, I'm going to just play a couple of clips of them. Yeah, this, this goes back and forth and it's so funny. You know me, I wouldn't do nothing like that. Hmm, don't listen to him. Yesterday him and a crook were waiting for me to get off the work. They were going to make me tomorrow's veal chops. You know what I mean? Look at this fucking right. He's got diarrhea in the mouth again. Diarrhea in the mouth. I always kept my mouth shut. I don't want no trouble. The time you put car wax on a roast duck, you run out of glaze, cigarette butts in the stew, <laughs> health hazards, you know what I'm talking about? I never said nothing, but last night, that's it. And then he starts talking even more shit. You know where he was when my girl got murdered? 
when that degenerate dirtbag took her out of the alleyway and killed her. The only fucking thing I ever loved in my life, and now she's gone on account of this stool pigeon. Yeah, you love her, huh? How come she was in the alley for 20 minutes throwing up? so he just keeps going at him but he thinks that he's gonna have witness protection and uh bill is like yeah man it don't really work like that i can't protect you 24 7 (laughs) so funny and and mr durant's like i hope your mother has a black dress she's gonna need it (laughs) right (laughs) and uh this is where we uh um, we see the other like mafia hitman go to kill Fred, right? He goes to the junkyard. You can tell he don't he don't belong there. He's he's all in fucking a tweed looks like he's supposed jacket. to be looks like he's supposed to be in Miami or something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Officer Bill ends up intercepting him there, and he pulls the gun on Bill. And Bill says, like, wouldn't you rather die in combat or something than be arrested or go to prison? The guy puts the gun away and they start beating the shit out of each other. Fucking dude, Bill can throw a fucking punch, right? I like all the fight scenes with Officer Bill. They're all awesome, especially the Bronson one. Bill whoops his ass, drags him into the bathroom, and then pukes on him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as in a final show of you piece of shit i am gonna puke yeah. on you that and he is, fucking uh, he and then he like flushes the urinal on him yeah dude, <laughs> that was just the ultimate i was like hell yeah so as bill is leaving the junkyard he speaks to frank hey what the fuck's going on there were layers of semen inside her body it was a scum from the junkyard, but we'll be back tonight to clean them out. Hey, can you tell whose semen is whose? Yeah, but they won't. But the third from the last had syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's itching his crotch. And he's like, yeah, and he's like grabbing on his fucking shit. So this is where we see Bill the cop go into the junkyard alone, right? And we also see Freddy and Kevin fight. And like Freddy's kind of being a dick here. And he's like saying, like, why don't you get fucking lost, right? Why don't you go do your own thing? And this is where we finally get the Bill and Bronson fight. And Bronson immediately stabs Bill in the back with his fucking bone (laughs) knife. (laughs) Bone tomahawk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty brutal fight, but Bronson ends up choking Bill to death. And he's also like slamming his head against the ground. That's a good fight. After he kills Officer Bill, he pisses on his dead body while while fucking whistling taps. Yeah, there's a lot of like so, good uh, body desecration in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. So uh, this is where we see Fred do that line that you've probably heard fucking everywhere. Fuck you. Give me a bottle of booze. Here's my dollar. Suck my dick. Here's your booze. Suck your own dick, you schmuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is, just so you guys know, this is how it really is in New York. This is how people will speak to each other. It's completely normal. That that happened to me when uh, I went to 7-Eleven today. (laughs) 
and uh, this is also where we see like Ed saying, like, no wonder they pulled this poison off the market, right? Uh, what's he say? Like, there must have been some fucking shit in this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so this doesn't stop him from drinking it, though, which is kind of weird. But uh, this is where we see that fat bum drinking the Viper. And he really like fucking explodes, right? They have him legitimately like blow up. He's getting bigger and bigger. And then you just get a fucking giant explosion of meat. And I guess he was full of awesome. snack cakes. I guess they were like spawn. They had like some kind of snack cake sponsor. And they like got yeah. so sick of them that they just shoved them all inside of that fat guy's apparatus that they were going to explode. And like after I read that and I watched it again, I was like, yeah, that's totally full of fucking cake. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and Friend was about to drink his Viper, but he saw this happen and was like, fuck, this is what's causing all this to yeah, happen. He puts it together. And he realizes he has to go tell Ed. But on his way back, he sees Wizzy and he has a plan. He's going to try to get Wizzy to drink this shit, right? Yeah. So they have a minor altercation and the Wiz takes it. You want your Viper, huh? You've got to learn to respect the Wiz, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'll watch this disappear. <laughs> you look ahead and kill you, you bastard. Watch. Oh. And he drinks the Viper and starts bubbling like crazy, right? And he melts against, like, the wall, and it's super gruesome. Spraying. You see, like, his body separating and all this shit. And he also has, like, very neon colors of purple and blue. Yeah, that's it's really the, awesome. The rib cage separation in this scene is is really spectacular. They They did a great job with all of the... The special effects and honestly with it the, the neon colors is just what makes it yeah. so awesome if it wasn't also neon, when you it see would be like, oh this is cool gory movie but because of those colors you're like dude this is fucking nuts yeah yeah when you see his face melting like that's pretty awesome too you see it like separating at yeah. the end but uh ed actually ends up trying a bottle of viper before fred can get there to warn him and this is a pretty good one because Ed ends up melting on the sidewalk and it's super gruesome looking, especially when they just show him like crawling away at the end and just like laying down oh, dead. Goop. Yeah. 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 It's really fucking He's good. He's wearing a white t-shirt. So that helps too. It makes it stand out. More. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. And he's like, he's shooting at like orange shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we see that Bill gets buried under like a bunch of rocks and you see like the one bum with his gun and like wearing the cowboy boots and apparently had a bottle of Viper on him. And one of the bums brings it to Bronson and Bronson's girl uh, pretty much steals it from him, right? And she says this to him. You greedy scum bastard! You never said a good, never! Well, I want some! You She's bitch. like disgusting looking. You never defile me like that in front of a man! <laughs> what men? You Jews have deserted, you scumbag! <laughs> and uh, she drinks the Viper and she starts melting like a motherfucker. This is probably one of the better melt sequences too, especially when she puts her hands in her chest. Oh it's yeah, fucking disgusting. She's like pulling like like she puts like her hands like right into like her nipple cavities. It's the fucking creepiest thing, dude. Yeah, and then she like melts onto the hood of one of the cars. So Wendy and Kevin are in the office and they're about to bang. She's gonna fucking commit statutory rape right yep. here. 
but Bronson kicks the fucking door down and goes after him, right? And he follows Kevin into the warehouse and Bronson starts like, you know, hunting him through and he finds a warehouse worker of some sort and just stabs him in the neck. And it's a super gruesome kill too. The blood is just like shooting everywhere. It's It looks almost like something from Maniac. But uh, eventually we get Bronson saying the title of the movie. Fucking little street trash! <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I love that. Hell yeah. So after this, Fred shows up and... He basically throws acid on Bronson's face and a big chunk falls off and Bronson's like, my face. What the fuck you throw throw at me? (laughs) Yeah, he's going fucking crazy. And he starts attacking Freddy here. But Kevin manages, uh, manages to prop up one of these tanks of compressed gas, whatever the hell it was. And he ends up shooting it towards Bronson. A fucking missile. It literally just like separates his head from the body. It decapitates him with blunt force trauma. I mean, not just decapitates. It it takes out like a good portion of his like rib cage too. It takes out like his head and his like neck and upper like chest. It's awesome looking. And you see his like upper body area slash head. On the ground, and when Wendy walks over it, like the eyes follow under, like it's looking on <laughs> so upper good. skirt. It's oh, so funny, man. and that's the end of Bronson, right? <laughs> and it cuts to the title card, Street Trash. I fucking love that this dude. Great, and it's not over yet because it goes back to the doorman and Nick. The mafia boss. I love the doorman. And they have the doorman like tied up and he has a bottle of Viper in his pocket. And Nick takes the bottle of Viper from him and drinks it trying to be a smart ass. And what happens? He starts melting too. And the doorman is like, hey, that makes me the boss now. That makes me the Don. Like untie me, get the ring before it gets all disgusting. Yeah, as like and as as Mr. Duran's melting and he like he's calling the doorman like a, a prick or something, and he's like, A prick, yours is melting down the stairs right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. The and line. then we get one of the strangest and possible best things of the movie, the song. Turn around, you prick you. I'll bite your heart. I love this. I love it so this much, is, too. This is what's playing over the credits. It's literally a song by the guy that plays Mr. Mr. Durant. <laughs> yeah. So, that's Street Trash. What do you think, guys? I just I can't even love this movie, this music. Chris, why don't you give me your uh, final thoughts and a rating on this? Uh, uh, Street Trash is a five-star movie. I think that goes without saying. It's it's iconic as fuck. Um, there is so much good about this movie, and I, I couldn't even really tell you uh, a negative because I can't think of any. I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I have said it before in the past that after, because I have seen it for so long, and I've seen it so many times, that it's not the same that it used to be I guess is as, as far as like you know rewatchability but it still holds up it's fucking awesome Anthony 
I, I think this movie is great. I, I think it's really fun. I think uh, what we said, before, no what you were saying before, I didn't want to cut you off, was about so how like, people compare this to like a better Trouble movie or like something that like what Trouble wants to do. I always kid. say that this is the best Trouble like movie, you. but it's not a Trouble movie. Yeah, um, for sure. Do you believe me? But um, no, I just think when just I being like since doing filming and stuff, I just think the way this movie's filmed really gives it such an edge in just it, its genre I think it's a fun movie I think like if I'm being nitpicky like some parts of the story like yeah but it's just a fun movie I give it I give it a 4.9 sure. hell yeah alright I, I give it a 5 out of 5 this thing is a must have must own must watch must melt movie must we've melt. covered yeah, things like uh, Slime City like um, body melt yeah, body melt, and these. This is like one of the forefathers of it, right? This is a very specific type of movie. The kills in it, or the deaths, really are fucking gnarly. They're fake enough too. Like it's so over the top, and with the colors that, like, you could probably show this to a lot of people, and they won't really like have a fucking nervous breakdown. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I 100% love this. Definitely recommend it. Uh, five out of five. Go, go find it. Go see it. So, I Grizz, would, uh, I would be just missed it if I didn't say that uh, my my buddy out here in Rochester, New York, uh, Jamie Chimino, uh, Street Trash. I think I gotta look up his his Instagram or whatever. But the dude legitimately has the biggest Street Trash Street Trash collection um, in the world. He has every release ever made. He has uh, all the promo shit from like the fucking the garbage can mug which is like impossible to find he has that um he was the one that hooked me up with my first copy of street trash um so i'm sure anyone in the horror community knows who jamie is because the dude is the legitest fucking collector ever so shout out to look mr chimino look at that so now grizz why don't you hit us with the back of the box because mine is in japanese i was hoping you're gonna try all right yeah beard <laughs> give a shot beard <laughs> uh, the- that joke's dead, all right? Stop. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> There's mayhem on Skid Row. Derelicts, winos, psychos, and bums have staked out their territory in neighboring junkyards on the mean streets of Brooklyn. Here they live out a miserable existence doing battle with bottle as well as each other. In between the senseless slangs, these lowlifes drown themselves with anything they can get their lips on. When the local spirit shop has a liquidation sale on the mysterious Tenafly Viper for only a dollar a bottle, bums beat down the door. But unknown to them, the sauce is spiked, and before they can get the and before they can get destroyed, they are destroyed. One by one, the street trash explode in technicolor meltdowns that must be seen to be believed. You could say Viper gives you more bang for your buck. Sounds gross. It is. But you'll be blown away by street trash. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was, it was good. So why don't we hit Jake and get to the wheel? But you see, the deal is, man, you gotta step up and spin that wheel. Once you spin it, where it stops, that's what you and I are gonna do. And what happens? Well, we both go in the ring. One man comes out. The other? <laughs> well, no. Okay, so 
we are here. We are approaching episode 100, right? Can you believe it? Can you believe we're almost there? Yeah, man. Where have you been? You've been here since day one. No, I just, I thought, I, it's weird. I thought we hit 100. No, we're no, right. no, no, this no, is what, 97? This episode, yeah, this episode that we are currently doing right now is episode 97. So, yeah, we're almost there. So we are going to be seeing what we're doing for episode 98. So let's spin the wheel and see what we get. Three, two, one. Oh, man, I'm excited for this one. I'm not sure if either of you are too familiar with it. I know you know the name, but I don't know if you know what actually happens in the movie. This week, well, next week, we will be watching the shot on video classic, Boarding House. Blue Star presents Boarding House. On September 18th, 1972, the Hoffman House was closed due to several mysterious deaths. On September 18th, hi, how are you? 1982. Hi, oh, Ontario. Hi. Oh, what's this? Yeah, I'm glad my brother told me about this place. Yeah. The house was reopened as a boarding house. And the body count continues. I wonder who will be next to check out of the boarding house. Where the rent won't kill you but something else will. <laughs> Boarding house rated R. No one under 17 admitted without parent or guardian. In Horrorvision, a Coast Films release. Okay, so Boarding House, uh, a 1982 shot on Betacam, I think, uh, movie that they eventually put on 35mm, blew it up, made it look like shit, but the Paragon <laughs> release that I have is dubbed from the Betacam uh, master, so nice. it, sh- it looks good, uh, unlike my star classics that you can barely get to play. So, I, I mean, I but, have to admit, as, as blasphemous as it probably sounds, um, this is a movie I've overlooked for a long time, just because... I, I know it's like, you know, kind of has that mystique of being one of the first shot on video movies or whatever. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just, I never, I didn't have any appeal to watch it. The name didn't really jump out at me. So I'm hoping you, you're telling me that it's it's a fucking awesome. So I'm hoping that I get, once again, proven wrong for me uh, I think, sleeping on I think on you'll this. like it. Sweet. Yeah, I think you're going to like it. It's, it's right up your alley. Uh, Anthony, have you ever heard of this movie before? Um, no, but it looks great. Uh, dude, fucking awesome. It's going to be awesome. So, guys, what did you watch this week? Did you get anything? Anything new? What's up? All right. So, I, I, I've been on my uh, my vampire prowl once again. Um, I scored one that I am absolutely obsessed with called At Dawn They Sleep. 
I messaged all my buddies and was like, dude, go go fucking grab a copy of this immediately. Uh, it's a Brian Paulin film. Um, Brian's a fucking maniac. If you don't know who he is, you don't know his films, look him up. <coughs> Metalhead, uh, extreme gore, you know, all his movies are badass. Um, and this one, like I said, the name of it was uh, At Dawn They Sleep, and it is just like, it starts out black metal, fucking over-the-top insanity. Uh, I was sold from the moment I put it in. So that's probably like my favorite thing uh, that I picked up this week. I got a couple other, you know, new vampire movies. Uh, one being called Stakes. Haven't watched it yet, but uh, I have to stop buying all these fucking vampire movies. <laughs> it's becoming an issue. <laughs> Anthony, what about you, man? I um I watched this movie called Naked, and uh, I rewatched an old independent movie called The Farmland, and I bought them both, and a couple other old like French New Wave films. That's, and Street Trash, twice, actually. Hell yeah. There you go. There you go. And Let's see, what th- do I... Technically, third time, because I, as we watch the show, I put it on a separate monitor and try to time it out with yeah. yours. So <laughs> I, am, I am basically third time watching Three times. Street Trash yeah, this week. Uh, let's see. I watched, uh, besides Street Trash, I watched Deadbeat at Dawn, because that was on the last drive-in, along with The Exorcist 3, which that's a pretty good movie, especially yeah, with Brad is. Dariff. Um, let's see. I watched Demon Lust. That was another one with Tom Savini. Awesome. Uh, what else did I watch? I feel like I watched. A, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. A lot of early '90s WCW oh, pay per views. Yeah, I've been hooked to it lately. I, I am so fucking. Yeah. Just the been network got you, man. That. The network got you. It's something that you can put on in the background, and just like. Let it play. Well, like I was, you know what I mean? Like I was and, telling you, too. Like I, I, I guess I'm probably late to the game or whatever, but I've just been kind of addicted to um, something to wrestle with, that, that podcast. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of those, and then I'll watch like whatever pay-per-view that they covered on you know that that podcast or whatever, because it's just it's awesome to link all those stories up and stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you get like the background information on it, the backstage info. It's really cool. Really, I, I do the really same thing, man. Stuff. I did, love um, that shit. I also... Why? Did you see the stadium stampede match last night? No. You didn't watch that? You got... it's. It, I'll send what, you a link. It's free on YouTube. What was it? AEW's um, headlining paper... Oh, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know AEW had their, their like, pay-per-view yeah. thing last night, right? Yeah, the stadium stampede match was a lot of fun. It was pre-taped, but um, it was really good. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And Moxley and... Uh, and um, um, well, formerly Luke Harper, Brody Lee had a great match too as well. It was a fun pay per view. Yeah, I'll watch that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I also got a copy of Zombie Ninety in the mail and another release of Darkness. Oh, fuck yeah! Because I am the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really it. I don't know. There's other shit I watch, but I just can't remember. I don't know. I watch too much shit during the week. Uh, I also got a lot of you know the mail's been backed up, so yeah, yeah. it's a little hard to you know things are coming slow. <laughs> so. Where could they find you two on the internet? Um, a A Bassini on Instagram for video and audio needs. Tri-State area, yay. And Chris? you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram, and you can find everything we do on www.badtastevideo.com. Also, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please rate us five stars, whatever the max thing is. That would really actually help us. Leave us a good review. Tell us what you think. Give us any suggestions, comments, questions, concerns. 
Uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to help us out, cover some of the costs of hosting and all this bullshit, please uh, feel free. We do put uh, episodes on there. There's We actually update it uh, as often as I can. I'm going to get better with it, I promise, guys. <laughs> uh, but you will get extra content, and we're going to start recording extra content for that also. We're going to put our commentary from uh, the other day. Uh, what did we watch? We watched um, The Suckling. Oh we'll put God. that up there. Dude, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you feel like helping out, maybe do it. Maybe don't. Who cares? Uh, other than that, anything else you guys can think of? No, thank you for listening, as always. Yes. Yeah, we'll see you next week with... Bum, bum, bum. Border Ghost. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs>